You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 103, Ace joins the podcast to speak on his journey leading up to the creation of his brand, the influence of older friends when developing design choices and style, how to bring up the people building around you, and more. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. Subscribe to our newsletter for brand updates and podcast recommendations, and join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Mike History, and we got Ace in the building. Yo, What's going good? on, brother? What's up, man? How you? How you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. Um, how about you introduce yourself to the people and let them get to know you a little bit? Uh, my name is Ace. I'm Patterson, New Jersey. Um, that's it, really. <laughs> I'm a designer. Uh, well, not really just design. I do a lot of things. I'm a man in many hats. But I got a clothing brand called The Extinct Breed. I'm also into fitness. I like working out and stuff. I'm my way to become a personal trainer. So if any of you need that, holla at your boy. Yeah. Word, word. All right. And one of the first questions I usually ask guests when they come on is, what are you listening to? So what's going on in your rotation right now? Uh, I recently stumbled back into a lot of uh, Madlib and Quasimodo. I just watched um like the Stone's Throw documentary, so I fell back into that rabbit hole stuff. You know, like all his works. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Very talented individual. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and um get into your journey, right? Um, what. You currently have your brand, The Extinct Breed, but that couldn't have been the first thing that you put your hands on design-wise. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning when you, um, you know, you first discovered that you had an interest for design and um, putting together things. Uh, well, the first thing, first, I never really thought I was going to be like, and designing. I just like clothes, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was always into like different things when I was like younger, like different types of clothes and things. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a lot when I was little. But what I did, I made do with what I had, you feel me? Because around the time, you know, times is different now. I'm 30, so like growing up in like the early 2000s, we didn't have like money to be buying like designer and all of like the kids now in high school. I don't even know where they getting that prayer from, but yeah, it's different, different. right? You feel me? It's a different day. <laughs> wasn't wearing all of that stuff. We just we had what you had. Most of the time, I was thrifting too. So mm-hmm. I got from that era, you know, just thrifting a lot, getting cool things for cheap, and just putting it together. You know? Yeah, I feel like we definitely. Um... I feel like we're definitely living in an era where it's it's way easier to to dress well. Like I feel like in the early two thousands and 
even in the uh, late 90s to an extent. Like, it's like you had pockets of, of areas where, like, there were, like, huge fashion trends. But in, in terms of, like, general style, that was much harder to accomplish before, like, this era, the social media era that we're living in now. Definitely. And plus, you can get, obviously, a lot of things online now, the internet and all of that stuff. Yeah. So my time, it was just, like, I witnessed, like, the rise of the internet, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I remember when the internet was just like dial up, like you used to have to wait for somebody to go off the phone to use it. And we would just be playing like computer games and shit like that, like not even really using it for what its real purpose was, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So when was the first um you said that you grew up putting together garments and thrifting and things of that nature, just being interested in fashion, but um what gave you your first opportunity to actually create something? Uh, well, I was inspired by my homie, my my big homie, o, OJ. He was the main one who put me out to like a lot of things. I used to have like this group. I, th- I think I was probably like eighth, seventh, eighth grade, like just before coming into high school. They used to have a group called Kid Nerds and they used to skate and stuff and all that. They used to make like crew necks and all of that kind of thing. And I was interested in that. Plus, um, I had some other homies I used to hang out with all the time. And um, Chango Willis, shout out to homie Tracy and all of them. Jordan and his other brother, I for, I'm forgetting his name, pardon me, but um, they had a brand called COG, Center of Gravity. I used to like that brand a lot too. So, you know, just a lot of the older people I used to be around, I used to see like the things they was doing and I wanted to get into that. So, you know, I just found my own name and started First thing I started out with was like, um, it's always been called the Extinct Breed. Mm-hmm. But I started off with like a simple design. It was like um, a zombie hand that I had one of the homies draw up for me. And that was like the main first thing I did. Then I stopped for a while because this game, like a lot of people, they don't give out information for me. So I had a lot of learn. I had to learn a lot of things through trial and error. Mm-hmm. So. I had stopped for a while just to learn like the basics and what was that? Probably I would say about two, two, three years. I was just like soaking up game, just learning things. Mm. That's when I started like using the internet more. Cause you know, that was a time around like message boards and things like that. Like soul collector, like Nike talk, like people would post things on. And I just be to talking to people just to find out things. And right. then around the time, like, um, who was this? Like, I guess the Facebook era. It was this, um, what was it? It was something called the brand with no name. I was following that for a while, and they were posting, like, just basically a bunch of, like, sites and things, like, a bunch of resources that I still use to this day. Like, I found a lot of things that was helpful on there, like, the different ounces of shirts and things like that, fabrics, like things of that nature, silk screen and all that, different methods. Because but when I first started, it was like heat press. Like I didn't really know anything but that. Mm-hmm. You just go to Walmart, you get the little paper, you get your design, you put on that, then you iron out, you know, like the stuff they do in the mall. Right. Like that process. And then mm-hmm. it, it don't last long, you know, it cracks and all of that. Of course, of course. That's, yeah, that's the way that I started. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just continue to grow. Like, I kept getting better and better and better. And I still feel like to this day, like, each time I drop something, 
I get better. Like just from what like all the information and stuff that I gain. I always just try to get better and better, you feel me? Yeah, of course. Why so that um you raise an interesting point, which is that um, you know, in the fashion industry or at least in streetwear, um, when you're coming up, it's very difficult to obtain information or at least like streamline information to like to a directly successful uh venture. And you know, you gotta go, you gotta do the real leg work to like um retain that information in order to like get the the right keys to move in the right directions. Why do you think that it's that way? Because you know, um everybody isn't gonna do the same thing with all of the right information. Personally, I just I just feel like people are afraid of like competition, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't wanna they wanna keep it like oh, not even just competition, but you know, if you got like a golden goose, you're not about to just like share with everyone. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like most people think like that. But just like you said, like everyone doesn't think the same. Just because you got the same resources doesn't really mean that we're going to make like the same type of thing. From Everyone has like a different creative agenda. But there's also some people who know, like in this game, they just copy or they remake things that they see. That A lot of that goes out as well. But, you know, in my opinion, the cream is always going to rise to the top. So yeah. stick to your guns and, you know, if it's if it's hot, People gonna rock with it. I just it's just mind boggling to me because you know um, how do we how do we get to the point where we start our own brands and then we feel like all right that's like that's where the cap has to has to end like right when I stop my brand. But um, I just it, it's just interesting to me, you know. But anyway, um, it leads me into another question of which uh another question which is um you know when seeking creative peers or when just coming across different people within your network who may do similar things um how do you foster those relationships in a positive manner rather than you know following in those people's footsteps with uh gatekeeping information me i'm just like i just like helping people like if you got like a dope idea and there's any way I can contribute to it, that's the kind of person I am. Like, mm-hmm. Even people like or like um younger homies now, like they want to start things, like brands and stuff. I help them out, give them all the information, like where to get blanks or anything like that. Design, design, whatever. Like whatever you need help with, I'm that guy that's willing to help. And I feel like that creates community as when everyone can share resources. Cause mm-hmm. you don't wanna you don't want to just be the only person doing something and not like bring people up. Like that's not the way that I like I was brought up. You feel me? Right. If I got if I if you my homie, if I got something, you got something as well. You feel me? Like if I got a dollar, you got fifty cents type shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's just the way. Like that's just the kind of person I am. Yeah. And um, you know what type of do you think that there is such thing as um overreaching when looking for information uh what do you mean by that like overreaching how you know you know people who feel like they're entitled to certain um connects or plugs that you may have that um you know you may not necessarily feel like uh sharing right away oh yeah definitely definitely. like there's some form of entitlement but i mean you know Mm -hmm. just comes with the game yeah that i mean that comes with everything really not even mm-hmm. just those, like any any type of thing. <laughs> right. 
people just, you know, and so you gotta weed out those people who like just trying to befriend you before that connection, you feel me? Because it's a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And when they one and done, like once they get what they need, they ain't even rocking with you no more like that. Right. Got a lot. You just gotta be, you know, selective. And yeah. Smart, smart with it. Most definitely. All right. Well, so you get your brand started up and now you're getting sales. At what point do you feel like um hey let's take this on the road let's 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 bring this show to people in person and um let's start like getting the brand um out into these different events that people are putting together how does um how do you start to you know foster that relationship of collaborating with people who uh put together pop-up shops uh, mostly through like the internet and like by word of mouth, like people, cause I'm a very, even though I'm a friendly dude, like I really keep to myself a lot mm-hmm. for the most part. So it's mostly other people speaking on my behalf cause they like what I do or just like people like messaging me, like on social media and things like that. That's for the most part, like social media plays a big part in me doing like pop-ups and stuff. Cause I don't, honestly, I'm a homebody, bro. <laughs> If I'm not yeah, like at work, I get it. I'm in the house, man, just creating it in my world, in my bubble. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And how how important do you think that is? You know, um, you know, st- being able to maintain um, like a personal bubble to be able to create in versus you know being out in the world and interacting with everybody and you know t- taking inspiration in that way. What do you think that there's a balance, or do you think that you can be um all in on one no nah, there's definitely like a balance like you can't be in all the time like you got just like as like rappers would say like you got to go out and live life to be able to come back and like make an album type shit like that's the same mm-hmm. way i apply it to myself like i hang out for like you know probably like a week or two then probably won't see me for like a whole month after that like just you know i get inspiration from a lot of a lot of different things everyday life type things i could be outside walking and I see something like a sign or just like some type of typography or even sound like somebody had said, like somebody dropping a game. You could turn anything into like a design, really. It's just all about how you present, present it. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. Um, all about how creative you can get with it. Most definitely. Um, so let's talk about influences a bit, you know, because you everybody has their own style but you know before you develop your own style you have to have some sort of foundational um i feel like design education and that comes in the form of inspiration from different places and um i'm always curious to know where people pull their inspiration from when initially like uh developing their taste for design um well like i said before my inspiration is um like the older, the older homies who I was like seeing around, around and about, and hanging out with from time to time, like my older home, older homie OJ. He was like, a, he's a skater, so he had like that kind of style, just like wearing a bunch of like crazy stuff. I'm like, oh, where'd you get this? Where you get that? He like bring me to the thrift with him sometimes. I found out through a lot of stuff with him. Really, he put me onto a lot of stuff like Supreme all those types of brands because I didn't really know anything about that. I just knew like 
I go down like downtown to my town and whatever mm-hmm. he had down there, like that's what my mom was getting me. You feel me? Okay. Paco jeans, Meskine, all of you know, all the hood brands, you know, and stuff. So once you um establish the brand, how then do you allow um, you know, the culture surrounding you to influence how you design moving forward? So once I started like coming on to my own, like as I got older, like in high school, I was more so like into like the other, like other things like different from my parents, probably like influenced by like Pharrell, like the cool kids, like just things of that nature, like just those mm-hmm. styles. Like, you know, you listen to a lot of music and seeing things like on the internet. It's like, like I said, that's the time where we transition from like actually being outside to like being on the internet a lot. Mm-hmm. See like, DVD, like DVDs, YouTube videos, ice cream, skate team, all all that kind of stuff. All types, all types of forms of media. You feel me? Just influence from that, all of that stuff. I watch a lot of um, documentaries, interviews, movies. I'm influenced by every a lot of stuff. Man. Whatever I can like take in, and like flip it in my own way. That's just what I do. Any everything is an inspiration for me. It can be the smallest thing. Word, you you spoke about community before. Um, I'm curious to know how you use um the extinct breed to like impact the surrounding community, whether that be Patterson or like Jersey in general. And um, you know, how do you feel like you use your? How do you feel like your platform is useful to? bringing community together? Um, I would say by helping like all the younger people, like I said, who are interested, maybe interested in fashion or not even so much fashion, just like doing creative things. Mm-hmm. I always try to like, if somebody comes to me and asks me something, I, almost, I always try to take, not take them under the wing, but I always show them away to where they so they don't really need me anymore like I give them the information and I tell them what to do and I ch- I check up on like them from time to time like yo how you doing you good you still need help with this and by the time I come back around they good like they already got stuff up and running yeah, yeah. they learn fast <laughs> how, how important do you feel like um the growth of your brand is to the surrounding environment um, and when I say that, I mean, like, as you as your brand grows, do you feel like it's a duty for you to grow within the space of where you establish yourself? Or do you think it's your duty to the brand to um, take it to where take it to wherever um, it flourishes the most in size? Um, I really try to move at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a day and age where it's a lot of brands that pop up. Well, not overnight. I don't want to say overnight, but you get like those celebrity endorsements and all that kind of stuff. And then you don't hear about the brand no more after that. Like, I'm not really into like that kind of stuff. I'd rather people go with me organically, you feel me? Like, the, where I love word of mouth. Because if, some, like, if somebody likes something, they're definitely going to tell other people about it. And then so on and so forth. Word of mouth 
that's what really like helped me grow my brand. Especially if you're making like quality, quality items. That's gonna stand the test of time, you feel me? That, that's what's always important to me. You gotta stick to your guns. Like trend, trends are trends are cool. I feel like you can you can move with the trends, but you have to do it in your own way. That's gonna stand out from the rest. That's what's most important to me. Right. Um I kind of wanna you said something interesting that made me think of a um an interesting point, which is about sticking to your guns. And um it just made me think about you know, quality and pricing, because those are two things that I feel like a lot of people struggle with when it comes to uh, establishing their brands. And even from a consumer standpoint where consumers have, um, they often struggle with associating a a price range with a certain brand because of um, how they identify with a brand in their head. How do you um, go about establishing you know, price points for your brand and um, how do you consistently look for the best quality in products? Uh, well, pricing wise, that's just based on, I based it on a few things, like obviously the amount, like it took for me to produce the garments or whatever, that's always come into play. Mm-hmm. And then just so much also the quality of the garment. Like if it's just a t-shirt, I'm not about to, you know, some brands, I mean, they get away with it. Some people out here charging like 50, 60, 70 dollars for a t-shirt. Just in like me as a person, I would never pay that much. So I'm not going to charge that much. There's no, there's no t-shirt to me that should be way more than at least 30 bucks. Granted with like inflation and all those things going on, you feel me? Because even back then, like, when we, I was buying like Stussy t-shirts and like Bape and all of that stuff, I never paid more than like 40 or $50. So I feel like that's like a good starting like price to me because you also see a lot of brands that are just starting, which is they feel like their art, like their artwork or whatever design, they feel that should be the base of the price point as well, which I'm not mad at. Like I, I understand that. But the quality of the shirt or whatever garment they have it on may not be like worth the price that they're putting as. You get me? Mm-hmm. So definitely see a lot of that. So I just try to, I try to just make the the best quality that I can, but also get my design across to where I'm not overpaying for you know. Because sometimes you take losses. Like you'll pay a lot for something. And then you'll price it, but it don't sell. That's another factor too. Like it has to be just the the perfect amount. You don't want to overpay, and you also don't want to overprice it. Like it ha- it's a it's a fine line. It's like it has to be like right in the middle to where it's good for the consumer and also good for you. It has to be good for both parties. But qual uh where I find like my items always. A lot of people are using Alibaba now, which is is good and dangerous at the same time because they may say something is such and such quality. And then you, you get the sample and it's like, ah, oh, this is not that. You just gotta be, you know, you gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta do your Googles. You gotta know what you're looking for because 
there's a lot of people running game out here, like manufacturer us. You got to know what you want and how specifically that you want it. You feel me? That's how I go about it. Like, I always try to do my research to the T when I'm looking for things. Because you don't want to get scams. And that that happens a lot. Of, uh, blah, blah. So I always try to find things more so in person before I go to the app. Because you don't really have to go on there. Because all that stuff is coming from, like, China anyway. There's a bunch of, like, manufacturers. If you look locally, you can find a lot of factories and things like that in the agency. You just have to do your research. So most of the time I go to, like, New York like the Garmin district area and all that stuff. And now find out, like, think you can find stuff over there just like the same you could find out about. You just have to look. It's just more so like a convenience thing. Mm. So all you have to do is, like, go on the computer and, like, talk to people. I guess most, you know, it's like you got to do the legwork. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what's the future for, for the extinct breed? You know, um, is it cutting so? Is, is it scaling? Is it moving into a different um, area of design? What are we What are we thinking about? Uh, I want to do it all, man. Honestly, everything, anything that I can do creatively, mm-hmm. I want to do with, like with this thing. But I don't want it to just be a brand. I kind of want it to be like like a house, like a design house. I want to shoot commercials and things like that. Mm-hmm. do like ads for other brands just like a I guess a creative yeah like a creative studio want to do it all mm-hmm. and um, you know as you continue to create and grow a brand um, how do you consistently um, hone your skills and you know uh gain education along the way youtube man youtube university <laughs> i learned a lot of things from youtube even like like graphic as far as graphic design i'm not the greatest but i know like the basics just off of youtube i got other homies that went to school for that so if i got a problem with something i obviously i'm gonna go to them but youtube man youtube and the internet it's free school it's free school right there yeah one thousand percent. You just got to know how to use it wisely. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we pretty much covered everything. Um, I feel like I have more for you, but I think we covered everything. This has been cool. Uh, aces in the building, extinct breed. Let the people know where they can find you on social media. Uh, Instagram, go follow my personal page at he is I, I am him. That's H E I S I A M H I M. Extinct Breed business page. That's T H E X T I N C T B R E E D. That's one E in the middle of the beginning of the extinct. I don't want to put two E's. No, that gets confusing on social media. Uh, also have another like blog page that I'm working on. It's called Silk City Shooter. I'm starting to like take pictures and stuff like with film cameras. You can follow that too. Just how it sounds, Silk City Shooter. And yeah, uh, my website, same way it's spelled as um the Instagram name is T H E X 
T-I-N-C-T-B-R-E-D.com, theextinctbreed.com. You can find old and new products. Got a lot of a lot of stuff up there. Check it out. Um, and do you have any pop-ups coming up anytime soon? Uh not at the moment, but I am working on towards having my own standalone pop-up shop sometime in the near future. All right, awesome, awesome. And as always, folks, you can find everything versus my history related at versusmikehistory.com. Sign up for that newsletter at newsletter.versusmikehistory.com. Um, we got exclusive content over at Patreon, patreon.com slash versus my history. And um, go get some merch from our marketplace versus myhistory.com slash shop. And um, we on social media at versus my history on Instagram, fan base, and TikTok. Yes, yeah, my history on Twitter. And uh yeah, it's been cool, people. And uh I'll see you at the next episode. So uh peace out. <laughs>